Before we get started on today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. If you're interested in starting your own podcast and you're not sure what platform to use, look no further than Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast today, and it gives you everything you need for free. You can edit your podcast, create artwork, and import your own music all from your mobile app. Another great feature of Anchor is that you don't have to worry about understanding how the RSS feed works and all the other technical difficulties that went into making a podcast back in the days. All you have to do is record your podcast and Anchor will send your episode out to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and others. If all that isn't enough, Anchor also gives you the opportunity to make money off your podcast. With no minimal listenership, you can start making money today by using ads. So this is what I need you to do. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy E here. Welcome to the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Sit back and ride with me for a second. It's the proverbial life. It's the proverbial yeah. life. It's the proverbial 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 life. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 7, but we're going to specifically focus on verse 2. So let me hop on over here and share my screen with you all. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. For those of you who are listening to the audio on the podcast, You will not be able to see the verses on here, but I want to encourage you to go on over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel, The Proverbial Life, that will help bring in people to new new subscribers, that'll help increase the views, and that'll help get the word out more. So please go over to YouTube.com, The Proverbial Life, and subscribe to the channel. Now, for those of you who are watching, you see that I have my screen up here and we're going to be looking at uh, one moment. Okay, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter one, and we're going to specifically look at verse two. But let me read you the first couple verses here. So it says the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right. 
So what we see here in this proverb is a couple of things that we're going to take a look at. Uh, but the first thing we notice is, let me share my screen again here. I want to share my notes with you here. All right. So the first thing we see here is... The first thing we see here is that Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs, okay? He didn't write them all, but he wrote most of them. And we see here in Proverbs chapter 10, uh, verse 1, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, okay? So these are the Proverbs that Solomon wrote down, okay? And we're going to look at what, um, what wisdom is here in a moment. But the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Okay. And then first Kings chapter four, verse 31, it says, for he was wiser than all other men, wiser than Ethan, the Ezraite and Herman and Calcol, I'm butchering these names and Darda, the sons of Mola, and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. So we see that Solomon uh, was the wisest man. Uh, and we see that he wrote most of the Proverbs. Now, again, he didn't write all the Proverbs, but he wrote most of the Proverbs. And so we want to look at what the purpose of the Proverbs is. And this is what we're looking at, verses 1 through 7 today. And we're going to dissect this entire chapter. As you see, verses 1 through 7 is the purpose of the Proverbs the instruction of a father. And then we see that's verses eight through nine. Then we see the enticement of sinners verses 11 through 19, and then the call of wisdom. So we're going to look at these in the weeks to come, but we're going to spend some time right here on the purpose of the Proverbs. And the first thing we see here is we have to ask the question of what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Now, this is important because, you know, the world wants to define things for us. But as Christians, the word of God, being that that is our final authority, is what has to be our final rule, our final standard. And so as we look at what is wisdom, we're going to look at some definitions that come from the word of God. But I want to take a look at some definitions here that can be found in different resources as well. So this one right here comes from, and I don't have the link here, but I'll get that for you in the show notes. Uh, so the first definition we have here for wisdom is wisdom is a capacity of the mind. In the Old Testament, it involves both knowledge and the ability to, to direct the mind toward a full understanding of human life and toward its moral fulfillment. Wisdom is thus a special capacity necessary for full human living, but one which can be acquired through education and the application of the mind. So the first thing we see here about wisdom is that wisdom can be accessible to someone who does not know God. Okay. Someone can acquire wisdom, wise living, making the right decisions, right? Uh, through the inquisition of the acquisition of uh, education and the uh, application of the mind. Okay, so we can say someone is wise uh, by their actions, right? And and they receive this wisdom through 
education and through learning and so on and so forth, experience in life, experience from their own failures, experience from the failures of others and so on and so forth. And so we see that it is a capacity of the mind. And in the Old Testament, again, it involves both knowledge and the ability to direct the mind toward a full understanding of human life. So here we have the mind engaged, our actions engaged, and the mind is acting on, uh, excuse me, the, 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 the body and the actions of our life are acting on the knowledge that we receive in our minds. Okay. So that's one definition. The next one we see here is, uh, I think it goes a little more into detail, especially from a, uh, a Christian perspective, uh, a biblical perspective It's going to give us some verses here to consider. So what we see here is that wisdom is a moral rather than an intellectual quality. So it isn't just an intellectual quality, but it also entails morality right? Uh, ethics and morality and um, the, the, the ability to live a certain way, right? So wisdom is a moral rather than an intellectual quality. To be foolish is to be godless. We see this um, Psalm 14.1, Judges 19.23, so on and so forth. True wisdom, it goes on to say, is a gift from God to those who ask it. Okay, so for those who ask for wisdom, it is ultimately a gift from God. God is the one who gives good gifts to his people. God is the one who gives wisdom to his people. So true wisdom is a gift from God for those or to those who ask for it. So if any man lacks wisdom, it says in James 1, 5, anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give to him liberally without reproach. So God gives wisdom. We see this also with Solomon. We'll look at uh, that Solomon asked for wisdom and God was faithful and kind to give him the wisdom that he asked for. So God gives wisdom. Okay. Wisdom on a natural level uh, is good. And it can be acquired by um, people who do not know God, but ultimately it fails because true wisdom can only be given to an individual by God. Okay, and there is a there is a worldly wisdom uh, that is beneficial, but a worldly wisdom coupled with a godly wisdom is a gift from the Lord. Okay. You can't have a godly wisdom without having a new heart. You can have earthly wisdom, right? You can have wisdom on finances and wisdom on, you know, health and fitness and all that. And that's good. And that's important, right? Um, it says in Timothy, bodily exercise profiteth little. It doesn't mean it's of no profit. It profits little, though, in comparison to the weightier matters of eternal life. And so wisdom is important and Ultimately, it is a gift given to us from the Lord. Moreover, we see wisdom in Proverbs 1, 28, 1, 9, 1 through 5 may be regarded not as a mere personification of the attribute of wisdom, but as a divine person, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So not only is wisdom a attribute right it's a, it's an attribute it's like as a, as a it's not just the personification of the attribute of wisdom right it's not just this this thing that we 
uh, apply, but it is actually attributed to a person and it's a divine person. We see this in first uh, Corinthians one Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So Jesus Christ is the personification of wisdom. Okay. So when we see uh, the Proverbs and we see what wisdom looks like, we can see it and we can apply it. But ultimately, as we look to Christ, that is the fulfillment. That is the, the pinnacle of what wisdom is and looks like. Okay. It's hidden in Christ. The wisdom of God is in Christ. Okay. So the power of God and the wisdom of God is ultimately seen in the person of Christ. Now, in Matthew eleven nineteen, they go on to define this as uh, it being the personified principle of wisdom that is meant. So Christ is the fulfillment, right? Christ is the uh, fullness of what wisdom looks like. Okay, let's go on. So we've defined what wisdom is. Now let us look at um, Proverbs chapter one, verse two, which is where I want to park this morning. So Proverbs chapter two, we see here, Proverbs chapter one, verse two, it says to know wisdom. What does it mean to know wisdom? Again, let me read the verse. He says the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, verse two, to know wisdom and instruction and so on and following. So you'll see in the weeks to come, we're going to break down, uh, to know instruction, to know words of insight, to receive instruction in, in wise dealing, so on and so forth. But today, I want to take a look at this, this idea of to know wisdom. Okay, so verse two, to know wisdom. Now, let's look at some verses here. The first thing we see here is Proverbs chapter four, verses five through seven. He says this, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, for she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. Goes on to say, The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Okay, so to know wisdom, right? This is the beginning of the wise sayings of Solomon. And he's saying, you need to know wisdom. Okay, this is the Proverbs of Solomon, and he's instructing his son on what he ought to do. And what he needs to do is to get wisdom, okay, to know wisdom. He instructs him, get wisdom, get insight. Don't forget it. Do not turn away from it. Okay. In other words, take heed, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth, hold on to them, guard them closely. Do not forsake them. She will keep you love her and she will guard you right get to know wisdom he goes on to say in proverbs 7 4 through 5 he says say to wisdom you are my sister and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman from the adulteress uh, with her smooth words so stay close to wisdom right uh, take care of wisdom treat her uh, with a, a respect and a reverence, right? Uh, or, or a um, treat, treat her, treat her as you would your sister, right? Protect her, uh, you know, keep keep an eye on her, right? Uh, and 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 so he's liking it to uh, something that is precious, right? 
So, so wisdom in this case is, is precious and, and you are to call insight your intimate friend. Okay. You are not to be someone who is, um, uh, uncommon with wisdom's voice, right? As you can consult in your friend, right? Or you can, uh, have a close relationship to your sister or to your sibling, have that relationship with wisdom, right? Get to know wisdom, get to know wisdom and be, and be intimate with wisdom in a, in a relational way. Okay. So, because wisdom goes on to say in this Proverbs will keep you from the forbidden woman. So if you take care of wisdom and you take heed to wisdom, wisdom will take care of you. Wisdom will give you insight and wisdom will protect you and guard you from the dangers of sin. And in this case, Proverbs 7, we see that this is the forbidden woman, right? From the adulteress with her smooth words, wisdom will take care of you. Now, we see here, Moving on in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 5, it says, O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. See, get to know wisdom. Okay? And getting to know wisdom it involves learning prudence and learning sense. Right? Wisdom is the one that supplies you with these attributes. Okay? So get to know wisdom. Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So wisdom is more precious and more valuable than gold. Okay. We're living in a time where money is scarce and people are concerned about their future and rightly so. Uh, and we need to use wisdom in how we acquire finances and what we do with our money and so on and so forth, right? And we need to be thinking mindfully and intentionally about leaving a legacy for our children and, and being very strategic with that. But the proverb here is specifically saying that wisdom is more precious than gold. How much better to get wisdom than gold. That doesn't mean don't get gold, but how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? If you had, you know, you gave someone an opportunity to either receive wisdom to gain a million dollars or to get a million dollars and not have to go through the process of getting the wisdom. Most people want the instant gratification, right? And wisdom is uh, again, the personification of a woman, right? You take your time with wisdom. You, you are patient. You listen. You glean. You learn. This isn't uh, something that you just rush in and you just get overnight. This is a relationship that you're establishing with wisdom. And this relationship will bless you. Okay. You cannot take advantage of this relationship. This relationship are not to be abused, but this is a relationship that is established for the long haul and it will guard you and your life and your posterity and your future. It will take care of you. So wisdom is much better to get than gold. And he goes on to say to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So the same idea. Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter four, five through six. It says here, see, I have taught you, excuse me, 
See, I have taught you statutes and rules as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do them in the land that you are entering that you are entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who when they hear all these statutes will say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people now this is vitally important for us to get um here in deuteronomy they are entering the land and that that god is giving them and we see in deuteronomy he's saying See, I have taught you statutes and rules. So he's 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 referring them back to the word of God. Okay? So he's referring them back to the word of God. And brothers and sisters, this is where wisdom comes from. This is where discernment comes from. This is where the ability to know right from wrong comes from, is the statutes of the Lord, is the word of God, the statutes and the law. So he gives his command to his people and he gives them in this law wisdom, right? From the mouth of God, he speaks. These are the very words of God that we have in scripture. And these very words of God given to us possess wisdom. They are wisdom, right? Again, the full personification of wisdom is ultimately seen in the person of Jesus Christ. And if we guard wisdom, if we keep wisdom close to us, they will keep us. And it goes on to say, to keep them, it says, keep, this is, uh, I think verse six here, it says, keep them and do them. So obey what they say, obey what the word of God says, obey what the law says. It says, for that you will, uh, it says, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples. Again, God will guard you and keep you through his word. Who? When they hear of all these statutes will say, so this is what the people are going to say. Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. See, because the word of God is our source. The word of God is our strength. The word of God is our food. As Jesus said, right? Um, that the, 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 the word of God is his bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And so that is our meat, the word of God. We see here moving on 1 Kings 3, 9 through 12. This is uh, Solomon asking God for wisdom. And it says this, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people. Solomon's young. He's uh, ruling now as king over the people. And he's pleading that God would give him wisdom. He says to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this great people, this, this, your great people. So who's able to do this, God? I can't do this without you. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, because you have asked this, because you've asked for wisdom and you've not asked for yourself long life or riches or life uh, or, or the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right behold i now do according to your word behold i give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you so god honored solomon's prayer 
in humility, right? Solomon is going to God in humility and he's asking for wisdom to govern his people. And God gives him wisdom and he also gives him insight and instruction and guidance, right? And a sound mind to discern right from wrong, good from evil. And he also, we know in the book of Ecclesiastes and so on and so forth, where God gives him not just the wisdom, but also with wisdom comes the blessings of finances and the blessings of cattle and, uh, you know, families and, and, and so on and so forth. So, so this is the thing. Uh, we see this in Matthew, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So when we are humble before the Lord, when we are asking God for wisdom, he not only gives us wisdom, but with wisdom, wisdom is like, as I'm thinking now, wisdom is like a seed, right? Wisdom, the, the, the seed that you plant in the ground. You have this wisdom that God gives and it gives you insight on how to live and instructs you. And you, you, you plant that in the ground by faith, right? And so you're planting this wise living in the ground and you live principally okay so you you live with you live wisely with your finances you live wisely in your home you live wisely as an individual self-government so on and so forth and you're planting this in the ground as it were so this is just an illustration you're planting this in the ground and and you, you you've been resourceful with it but God in his kindness he not only uses that initial seed but he, he as it's watered right? This seed grows into abundance more than you have could ever imagine, right? And so this is the, this is the idea that God blesses his way, right? So when we walk in his way, he blesses it. Now he blesses it as he wills, okay? And he blesses as he wills with who he wills, but God blesses his way. And the way of wisdom is a way of blessing, Okay, and so we see this in Solomon's life in many ways. And we're going to take a look at one more verse, and then we are going to close for today's episode. This is Second Timothy chapter three, verses fourteen through seventeen. This is what it says concerning Timothy. Paul writes, "But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing." from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for the train and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now obviously there's much to be said there and much has been said. But a couple of things that I want to point out again, if you remember, we're talking about to know wisdom. Solomon says to know wisdom and instruction. So what is Proverbs? Proverbs is uh, the ability to live wisely in the world, the ability to um, make wise decisions that bring about the fruit of blessing. Uh, it is to keep you from sin. It is to instruct you. It is more valuable than gold and silver. Uh, it is uh, you know, wisdom is to be cherished and is to be kept close to us and it will protect us. And it is a testimony to the nations that are watching us. 
when they see our ways, they will say, surely this great nation, surely this nation is great and wise and understanding people. And this points them to Christ. And we are to have a humble disposition in asking God for wisdom. And in God's kindness, he gives us wisdom. Any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally without reproach. We see this in James 1. But here in Timothy, Timothy, uh, he says, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. Okay, so Timothy was trained in the way of righteousness by his mother and his grandmother, and he was pointed to God in Christ at an early age, and he's telling him to continue in that. Okay, this is this is um, wisdom. Okay, this is wisdom advice, right? And so Timothy, continue in these things, knowing from where you learned them. Where'd you learn them from? You learned them from childhood. So since you were a child, there's a lot here to be said about the responsibility that we have as parents to train our children up from as early as childhood. That is our responsibility. Uh, you, you've been well acquainted with the sacred writings, so the word of God. Again, the source of wisdom comes from the word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. So uh, the scriptures make us wise unto salvation. So they not only give us wisdom on how to practically live, but they give us wisdom on how to make how to be right with God. And that is exactly what happened with Timothy. Timothy, the scriptures saved you because in the scriptures we see ultimately the personification of wisdom in the person of Christ. Now he goes on to say, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and adequate or um, equipped for every good work. So again, going back to wisdom, the word of God gives you wisdom practically. The word of God draws you to the personification of wisdom, which is the person of Christ. And the word of God gives you wisdom on how to live. And this isn't just for the average layperson, it includes the average layperson, but it also includes the man of God. It also includes the pastor, the minister, the elder, the bishop, whoever, right? It includes that person and the priest in the home, the father, right? It gives them the ability to teach and to reprove and to correct and to bring training and righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished, as it says in other translations. And so the word of God in the word of God, we find the wisdom of God ultimately seen in the person of Christ, who is the personification of wisdom. Well, there was a lot there. And that was Proverbs chapter one, verse two, to know wisdom. Next week, as you see here, we're going to take a look at to know instruction. What does it mean to know instruction? Well, that is all for today. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were challenged by that. Again, if you like what you hear, please like us here on the Facebook, oh, excuse me, here on YouTube. But you can also follow me on Facebook, Edwin Ramirez, or you can even be a part of the Facebook group, The Proverbial Life Group. Thank you for watching. If you want to um, add any comments below, let me know what you think down below. Again, like, share this page this video. And uh, there's also more instruction in the show notes. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time, this is the Proverbial Life Podcast, a podcast where we encourage Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Grace and peace.